What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No. Geek. Geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. All right, welcome in another edition of Hardwood Handicappers. Uh, new schedule. We're actually going to start doing these twice a week now, uh, once on Tuesdays, once on Fridays. Helps me out with the schedule, and we can get more people involved, uh, like Aaron Ring, professional handicapper, NBA hoops capper extraordinaire at ER Sports One up on Twitter. It's about Tuesday night, 530 over on the West Coast. What's up, man? How you been? Uh, glad to join you, JVT. I mean, I tell you what, with the popularity of this, you're going to be doing this like five days a week soon. There have been demands. I, I wouldn't say demands. <laughs> there have been requests uh, right. that these are happen more frequently. So that's why we added an episode. So hey, it's always but, cool. but I want to hear. But I have to say, I mean, you're doing a great job with the the daily write ups Monday through Friday. I believe you're red hot. I don't know what your record is at this point, but um, I, I try to uh, read that as often as I can. I appreciate that. Yeah. When you're hitting over, even though it's a small sample size, only a month in, when you're hitting over 60%, uh, uh, you can, you can feel pretty good about it. So it's been a good start to the season. And I know that when you and I were talking early in the year, you've been off to a pretty good start too. Has that, has that maintained itself? Yeah, it's been unbelievable to be honest. I mean, I, I had a great year last year um, after a slow first month and I'm like, man, it's probably not going to get any better than this. And it's gotten better, JVT. So, uh, <laughs> knock on wood. But you know, always a little bit tougher after the first month of the season. Just kind of, kind of reinvent yourself and find some new avenues to to make some money on. So let's talk. You're a big totals guy. So let's talk about the biggest topic I think of the season up to this point. And that, of course, would be these games of going under the total and at a rate. It's it's astounding. Not only the rate that they're going under uh, ER because uh, you know I write a, day, a weekly betting report for Points Red Weekly. At this point right now, I've got unders at about uh, 153, 104, and 5, so 
just over a 60% edge at this point right now for unders for the season. But it's not just the clip that they're coming in. You know, I tweeted it out this morning. The average total uh, has gone down every single week. The first week, the average total was 223.1 at close. This past week, it was 214 and a half. Like, we've seen an astounding adjustment by odds makers, and yet these games continue to go under the total. So before we get to the reasons, like, is this something that you have as a totals better been tracking and taking advantage of? Yeah, I mean, I really have. I mean, I'm always kind of an under better to begin with. And um, so, um, yeah, I've done great with the totals. And, and I've probably just kind of ridden things out a little bit longer than I would have in the past. Um, so yeah, I just haven't really seen a significant reason, uh, to get off, you know, just continuing to, to bet a lot of these games under the total. Uh, but you know, I, I think the best rule of thumb you can have when you're doing, when you see trends like this developing is anything that you lean to under the total play it. Uh, you know, if, if you like it over, you, you probably need to, to really like it. If it's just kind of a, a lean, uh, you know, throw it out. And then, yeah, play, bet your unders with a little bit more, bet your overs for a little less. It's kind of what I try to do, and I think it's probably helped uh, my my ROI, my return on investment uh, with that. And, yeah, we can get into the reasons why this is happening, uh, et cetera. But, yeah, whenever you get this, and, and it seems like the numbers have, have kind of caught up at this point, JVT. In fact, um, you know, the overs have gotten bet at least the last couple nights, still haven't quite come in. Uh, but there's definitely some resistance on on playing these unders right now. Yeah, I think we're starting to find we're starting to find the area uh, that we're starting to go back toward the other direction. You know, I, like if you go back, I think it was so lately in the middle of last week. I think it was Wednesday. There was like a one nine in one day to the under. Uh, but then since then, the uh, overs have taken each of the last I want to say three days or so or four days. So mm-hmm. we're we're starting to find that point where it's starting to make its way back. And you know, I'm like it's funny. Like you know me, I've talked to you before. I have tried to find my footing on totals. It hasn't been the best, but I've been betting them a little bit more this year because of this. And like it's totals like right now I'm on this under we're, you know, we're recording this on Thursday nights. So we're in the midst of a heat the Pistons game. I've got this thing under 208. You know what I mean? Like these are low totals that you're betting <laughs> on and still and still like, right. you got a fighting chance, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was doing that with some Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> unders and, and, you know, man, it's not easy betting under 202, 203, oh. but you know, they die in the fourth quarter or, or, or what have you, you know, it is fascinating, JBT. I don't know the exact reasoning. I mean, some of it was just the correction from bubble basketball to regular yep. basketball, right? Um, you know, the, the scores are, you know, we've seen it in every sport NFL, the scoring is down from where it was, um, you know, from the bubble games last year, et cetera. It's just not as easy to create the offense. The shooting certainly hasn't been, uh, the same, but there's there's definitely more to it. I, I mean, to the, for the shooting to be as bad as it is, it's just not you know the bubble effect um, that's that's going on uh, with that situation. Obviously, free throws are down. What JVT? One interesting thing right now, uh, the last couple of weeks is the pace has really come down. You know, the the free throws have kind of uh, teetered, you know, kind of back. I would say they're probably going to trend maybe up a little bit. But the pace has really gone down by a number of these teams. And, you know, again, that's not all that uncommon. You see these teams come into the season, New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey, we're going to run. We're going to get up and down the floor. And that lasts like two or three games. And then they go back to their their plotting self. So it is a perfect storm. It's just a combination 
uh, of a lot of things, but it's, it's, you know, there, there definitely has to be some more explanation that goes into you know how just poor the shooting has been. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's weird trying to figure it out. And it, you know, it's interesting. So I, in the write up this week that, that I just submitted Tuesday, um, the, the average offensive efficiency of teams in, in non-garbage time minutes is actually the highest it's been all season uh, this week. It's at 108.3, according to Cleaning the Glass. I think it's what I got right here. Um, yeah, 108.3. So, uh, you know, the pace has slowed down to your point. I don't really know why. And that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Like none of these things, I don't really understand why. Um, and so we'll see if maybe there's a correction. But, you know, going back to the point of we're starting to reach where we're kind of swinging into the other direction. I think with this, uh, the average offensive efficiency starting to tick up a little bit here, them getting used to these foul calls, which is, you know, that's the other part about this, right? The fouls call, they're allowing them to get a little bit more physical. Some of these players have been pretty vocal about their dislike for it. So I think there's going to be a point where these officials start to maybe uh, go back in the other direction where they start to look a little bit more like the way they were calling games a season ago. So that'll probably help things out too, in terms of like free throws and things like that. But ultimately it's just, we're reaching a point where now we're going to start to swing in the other direction. And all of these things are going to come together uh, to, you know, approach more higher scoring games. I don't know if we reached like last year ER, where we're talking about like average total 224.1 and the average offensive rating was 112.9. Uh, but I think we're going to start to approach a little bit more of the basketball we're kind of used to, you know? Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that all time yeah. high, to be honest. I don't know. I you know the bubble basketball was crazy. The shot making etc. You know, I, I think some of that was as well, JVT. I mean, you know, you think about it during the pandemic, etc., especially the early portions of the pandemic. I mean, all all player could really do is shoot. You know, he, he had to be kind of by himself, maybe work uh, with a guy or two, um, and all you could do is really shoot. And, you know, that continued for quite a long time. And, you know, all that was on these guys' minds was basketball. You're in the bubble. All You couldn't really do anything else. And then I think you know, probably this off season, guys probably didn't work and keep as sharp as they normally do as well. I think that has something to do with it, the, the new basketball, et cetera. But yeah, I agree. I would expect uh, the sharpness and the shooting to go up uh, to a certain degree. But no, I don't think we're going to get this year. I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll get to a 224 average total. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Interact with the show on Twitter at me, JVT, and at VSIN Live. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, 
yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No. So uh, with that, uh, with the totals out of the way, because that's the bigger stories, uh, there's a lot going on in the league in terms of individual teams and, you know, storylines and, and where they've all been. So uh, I, I, I'm, there's a couple of teams I want to get your thoughts on, but uh, I'll, I'll start in the Western Conference because, you know, one of the teams that I've been surprised by, I think well, everybody's been surprised by the level of dominance, not that they're a good team because uh, they have one of the best players, who's not the best player in basketball on their team, but that'd be the Golden State Warriors. First in net rating right now, second in offense, first in defense. The defense isn't a great surprise. They were fifth in defensive efficiency last season. This is one of the better defensive teams they have been for a really long time in the NBA. But what have you made of Golden State, and where do you have them right now? For me, I mean, in a, in a Western conference that has Phoenix, and that's about it, ER, like Utah, we can get to their issues if you have something there. But they're the highest power-rated team for me in the Western conference, and uh, they are right up there as the highest power-rated team next to Milwaukee for me when Milwaukee's fully healthy. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it's funny because I would say probably the last 10 days I've, I've kind of had to double check and reevaluate, um, my power rating for golden state, because I'll look at it and I'll be like, this can't be right. Can it? And it, it probably is a little bit high, but you know, that just probably goes to tell you, uh, that I have this team power rated through the roof. I mean, both offensively and defensively. Uh, this team has gotten it done. They've been very tight uh, in the early season, really haven't had a lot of bad games. You know, the the one game down in Charlotte, um, I think they started the road trip uh, with the loss there. Um, Which, but by other the way, than that, too, I mean, that was a clear, I think, you know, they these teams get caught in these spots. They had Brooklyn, right, the, uh, a night yeah. later. I think they were getting ready for a game which they clearly took very personally and really wanted to win, you know. Yeah, I followed them up with a uh, a bet against Brooklyn, um, and yeah, they pulled away in the second half, kind of made a statement. So uh, looking at my numbers now, JVT, I actually have uh, Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah all kind of bunched together. 
Okay. So let me ask you this then, because Phoenix, they've won 12 straight there. They've been absolutely incredible. They've covered eight of those games. Uh, statistically, you know, I was looking over them today and I was writing about it where they're, they're, they're identical to what they were last year, like mid-range shooting, transition defense, all of these things. Their strengths are exa- almost identical as last season. Their weaknesses are almost identical as last season. Like from a statistical output, they're almost identical. So this is the exact same team they were last year, which I think speaks to coaching. Monty Williams is doing a tremendous job with them. For me, so I, I was on Utah last night. I actually laid the opening number nine and a half. It closed like 10 and a half, 11. So Ooh. what has bothered me with Utah has been their bench ER has not been really that good. Like if you look at some of the numbers when Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley are off the court, their offensive rating like plummets. And I don't know mm-hmm. if this is just like an early season type of deal. Jordan Clarkson, I think if people don't remember, in the second half of the year was was just a chucker. Like he won six man of the year, but he was not very good in the second half right. of the year. Like, I, I wonder if this bench is going to start to improve or if this is what they are. Because that's the thing that's bothered me with Utah. Why them, I have them a little bit lower in the West than both Golden State and Phoenix. That's interesting. I haven't really, um, you know, paid that much attention. No, I mean, Clarkson, I'm not a huge fan of his game. He's very efficient, inefficient uh, from an offensive perspective. You know, they just got Rudy Gay uh, going, so that'll definitely help this team. Um, you know, and Mike Conley so far, at least is, is, uh, is playing a lot more than he did last year, et cetera. We'll see how long, uh, that continues, but with him staying healthy, that's obviously going to help the depth, uh, of this team moving forward. But yeah, I would say after, you know, Rudy Gay and Joe Ingles, after that, it's going to be a little sketchy with Utah, which, um, it's probably going to be a little sketchy with pretty much most every team you talk about. Uh, in the NBA, so I, I would think it's nothing really all that uh, uh, out of the ordinary. Perhaps um, you know they're they're playing their starters just a little bit less to start the season. Yeah. So and uh, Golden State too. I bet them. I think it was like two weeks ago to win that Pacific Division. Play. They were like plus two seventy five still. Oh wow. So, yeah, William Hill. They were still hanging a little bit of a stale number. So uh, they're in the driver's seat there. Driver's seat for the top seed in the West outside of Phoenix, who has been absolutely tremendous. So let's go over to the Eastern Conference for some of the big boys before we get to some of maybe uh, some sneaky teams and uh, maybe some disappointments as well. Uh, I, look, so like the Eastern Conference is weird, right? Because Brooklyn's clearly like not as good, uh, and especially they need Kyrie, and they haven't been healthy, right? Joe Harris has been out of the lineup. Uh, they got role players uh, um, like Bruce Brown who have been missing time as well. James Harden had struggles early on when it comes to getting used to this. What have you made of Brooklyn's struggles? And like the straight-up results are there, but they're clearly being rated at ER by the market. Like as one of these powerhouse teams, in reality, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's very tricky to gauge some of these teams because what we see now is definitely not what we're going to see. I mean, the whole Kyrie thing um, is obviously a black cloud. You're really not hearing that much about it now. But, you know, when you have a team that's kind of built on these two or three superstars and, you know, when one of those stars is out and they kind of have to just put everything together as a team and you know you're gonna you're not gonna be able to pay these guys a lot etc it's just always going to be um a little bit of a work in progress um you know like Blake Griffin has not been good you know some of these guys are just you know what they're going to get from Aldrich Millsap trying to find a role uh for these guys and you know you, you basically it's it's almost hard to come together as a team and especially when you're playing with KD and Harden so it's just hard to explain you know they can kind of turn it up from a talent perspective uh when they want to but yeah I mean 
And I, I can't say that I've really bet on or bet against Brooklyn that much for the most part. I haven't paid that much attention. seems like I haven't bet them from a totals perspective as well. But it's just kind of this going through the motions probably till about Christmas uh, to see where they're at. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Interact with the show on Twitter at me, JVT, at Roach underscore 97, and at VSIN Live. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, as I said, the Eastern Conference is kind of weird, right? Because you have Brooklyn, and like you said, we don't even know what to make of them. Yeah, I got asked the other day, like, are you worried about Milwaukee? Because Milwaukee hasn't even been healthy. Like, <laughs> they haven't even played together at all. Yeah, I mean, I bet season. against – yeah, I mean, I really made a lot of money betting against the the Milwaukee Bucks to start the season. I made money betting against them last year in the regular season. I mean, this team was – you know, they were not going to show up really this year for the regular season, especially – uh, when you had Holiday and Middleton go to the Olympics, et cetera, they played deep uh, into the postseason with an NBA title. They didn't pay attention to the regular season that much last year uh, as well. I mean, I, I think maybe the surprising thing to me 
is as much as Giannis has played because I would have thought that he would have sat out uh, a lot for this team, but this team has zero sense of urgency. Uh, You're going to have nights like, uh, you know, the other night where they beat Orlando by about 80 points, Uh, but you're going to have a lot of nights where they don't show up and don't cover as well. Yeah, the uh, tied for the fourth worst cover rate among teams in the NBA right now, uh, 7-11 against spread, 38.9%. So, uh, again, you know, as people say, if you bet against them every single game, you're up by quite a bit. So Milwaukee <laughs> has not been great, but they've also not been healthy. And, you know, you mentioned that Orlando game. We'll start to see glimpses of, like, Milwaukee the bully against some of these bad teams now that Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Giannis are back together and once Brooke Lopez comes back. But uh, uh, clearly, I think, big picture-wise, I still think – I actually think Milwaukee might be the best team in the Eastern Conference – especially if Brooklyn's just going to roll with those two uh, and Kyrie doesn't ever come back. But we also get the team that I'm watching right now as we record this, and that would be Miami. So have you have you taken in much of Miami? Where do you have Miami rated and what have you made of them? Because I will tell you this, the one thing that has bothered me with the Heat is, again, kind of like with Utah, it's great that you got a 20-point-per-game 20, uh, 20 point per game score off the bench of Tyler Hero, but the next best guy is Marquise Morris at seven points a game. Like that's, I think that's kind of bothersome that your bench is uh, not really productive outside of one dude. Yeah, they are my top power-rated team, JVT, okay. uh, in the Eastern Conference. And again, would I put them as the top team? Uh, you know, if the playoffs were going to start in a week and teams could kind of, you know, reconfigure themselves, et cetera, probably not. But, you know, this has been a a, a good regular season team at times. And, you know, the, the addition of Kyle Lowry has seemed to add a little something uh, to this team. You're right, Hero off the bench seems improved, but, you know, especially – when he's not, when he's missing and he's cold and he throws in that five of 19 performance, uh, that's when this bench, uh, especially struggles, but you're right. And, and generally the heat have been kind of a, a deep team, uh, but it is sketchy. I mean, you know, Marquise Morris has been out, uh, but I don't put much into him. Caleb Martin can't give you much from an offensive perspective. Max Struss can't give you much from a defensive perspective. Uh, interesting to see if they do get anything out of Victor Oladipo. I really haven't heard or paid that much attention uh, to that fact, but obviously he would uh, come on and and help this team. And Miami's always a team that's going to go out there and try to make a trade and improve themselves. And uh, I would say that they're probably going to need to maybe do that if they want to win this, uh, be a, be a uh, I guess you could say, difference maker or have a real shot to win the East. So any uh, outside of the uh, the big teams, uh, any of uh, we'll call them diamonds in the rough, anything from a spread for a side perspective or a totals perspective uh, that you think the market hasn't really caught up on yet? Um, as far as just any team? Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess, I mean, I've really been fading the Bucks and mm-hmm. the Lakers just about every game. And I guess I got off of fading the Bucks uh, here of late, whether that was wrong or right. But obviously uh, the Lakers have been – uh, the worst spread team in the NBA. And I've, I'll continue even when LeBron James comes back uh, until this team shows a little bit more. I mean, I have them as a, uh, even with LeBron right now, a league average team. I don't know how they, they're nine and nine straight up JVT because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem uh, like they have been that good. But, you know, it's a little strange. Obviously, Orlando and Houston and New Orleans, teams that we expected to struggle have been uh, not good against the spread. So, um uh, you know, I, Oklahoma City's been an interesting team. I wish I would uh, be betting this team more, but obviously everybody expected this team uh, to tank, but they're really slipping inside uh, those eight, nine, ten uh, point numbers, obviously winning some games as well. So maybe they're a team that 
uh, can carry some value moving forward because, you know, I think this is still an improving team. They have uh, a lot of different unique players. So you can probably go a little bit more about the players, but right now, six and 11 straight up, 11 and six against the spread. Yep. You know, so uh, one of the things uh, that I like about Cleaning the Glass, it's a good statistical website. They have a they have a metric ER. It's called Win Differential. So essentially what it is is it takes your statistical profile and it tells you what the difference between the number of games the team has won and what would be expected uh, based on their efficiency uh-huh. differential. Uh, and you mentioned the Lakers because I'm with you. I'm like, how, how you look at this team overall, I'm like, how in the world are you 99? Uh, according to their Win Differential metric, they have three more wins than a team with their profile probably should. So like okay. speaking to of like playing above their head, I agree with you. Like even when LeBron comes back, this team is like they're a mess, and like they'll be a playing team, I think, again. But I, I don't think they're like a threat to win the Western Conference in any way whatsoever. I was just talking with Jeff Sherman at the Westgate, and he told me, you know, they finally they finally got a bet on the Lakers to win the title at sixteen to one. <laughs> they've been they've been increasing wow. the odds every day. Wow, that's uh, that wasn't me that made that bet. <laughs> I, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, it's. It's it's strange. I mean, you and I, um, you know, watch NBA each and every day, kind of understand uh, how the game is won and lost at this point um, uh, in uh, this time point in history, I guess. And you just kind of wonder how this team was built and put together, um, what they've been paying attention to and how you could put this mass of players. I, to me, the best way to explain it, JVT, is you have this Washington Wizards uh, who have been great, and they're 11 and six straight up, 10 and seven uh, against the spread. Cooled off a little bit here lately, obviously. Uh, and then you take the Lakers, nine and nine straight up, six and 12 against the spread. What's the one common denominator? Uh, the big trade for Russell Russell Westbrook uh, in the off season. I, I mean, it, you know, people say superstar, you know, triple double, this and that. I mean, he's he's. He really doesn't help uh, improve your team whatsoever. So um, that's that's one thing to kind of look at is really the value. And for me, a lot of the NBA is just kind of come down to I'm looking to bet against and bet on certain players, uh, really from a, a against a spread perspective and an over under perspective. Yep, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, Washington's one of those teams too that I have on the list of. Uh, potentially playing against here a little bit more frequently. I think they're kind of on their way down. I just think, you know, you talk about the way games are won and lost. You can't shoot as bad as they do, right? And, and I think continuously win games in this league, you know? Um, I'm liking it. 5-12 and 12 to the under. Uh, so yep. I, I like when they uh, slow it down to absolutely nothing and um, can't shoot. All right. All right. Well, uh, it was fun. A good couple of minutes. I won't keep you too long, but I appreciate the time. And uh, I hope the season continues for you, bud. You bet. Same to you uh, anytime. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 